you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey y'all, it's Courtney here. Can you believe it's 2024? I'm not exactly sure how we got here, but here we are. (laughs) And I want this episode to feel like we're just sitting at my dining room table, sipping coffee and chatting like old friends because the topic is kind of (laughs) heavy. This month, we are all sharing our word of the year. And if you follow me over on Instagram, I've been alluding to my word for the last couple of weeks. You would also know that I'm making some changes. I feel like the Lord has really just been preparing me over the last several months to give up my Instagram account for 2024. It may be a permanent change or it may only be temporary, but I'm trying to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading because if it were up to me, I'd be there indefinitely. I love it. But also, if you've been spinning on this earth long enough, you know that God's plans are sometimes different than our own and they're so much better in the end. So I'm going to follow him with that. So my word for 2024 is change. I always thought that there were two main groups of people in the world. One group loves change. They welcome it. They seek it. They can't get enough of it. And if I'm being honest, I think I'm that type. (laughs) My whole life, I can see glimpses of this type of personality. I mean, I've always enjoyed changing my hair color and the style. Even when I was growing up and still living in my parents' home, I would rearrange my bedroom furniture all the time. I love a good room refresh. I changed my major three times in college. First, it was biology. I was going to be a physical therapist. Then it was early childhood education. And then I settled on getting a bachelor's degree in radiologic technology with an emphasis in nuclear medicine. So from biology to education and then to radiology. (laughs) I mean, that describes a person that enjoys change, right? Well, then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the people that do not enjoy change. They hate it. It makes them uncomfortable, and they do everything in their power not to experience it. And if I'm being honest, I see myself there too, more now than I used to. I mean, I've never even rearranged the furniture in our bedroom since we've been in this house. And I think it's been like six years. I really can't remember when we moved in. (laughs) But not much of the decor has changed around here either. I enjoy a good routine for my day. I wake up, I read and study my Bible, I get the kids up, feed them breakfast, start school, and we usually do the subjects in the same order every day. (laughs) There's just comfort in a routine. So I've come to realize there must not only be two types of people, right? (laughs) So as I was trying to study this topic in the Bible, I found a lot of examples in the Old Testament. And today I want to talk to you about Noah and Lot. So Maybe you're like Noah. You're living a good, clean, righteous life. You're minding your own business. You've got your head down and you're plowing along and God has told you to do something different, something you've never done. It's probably not built a huge ark, but (laughs) you got right to it. The Lord showed you a new path and you started walking it. You can find the story of Noah in Genesis chapter six. And this chapter starts off by telling you how wicked the earth was. Verse 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. If that doesn't describe our world in 2024, I don't know what does. 
But in Noah's story, the Lord decided to destroy man from off the face of the earth. And then you see verse 8, it says, but Noah. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the first time you see the word grace used in the Bible. And this Hebrew word, it means favor, which is kind regard or kindness. The Lord was being kind to Noah when he gave him this crazy proposition. Have you ever looked at change that way? Like the Lord was being kind to you and showing you grace when he made a change in your life? I know that's not my typical immediate response, but it really should be. Verse 9 tells us what kind of man that Noah was. It says, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Then if you skip a few verses down to verse 13, it's um, God comes to Noah with a proposition. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14, make thee an ark of gopher wood. And then God goes on to tell him exactly how to build it. And then in verse 17, he tells Noah why. He says, and behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy son's wives with thee. And we know that God kept his promise. He destroyed the entire earth and God saved everyone in the ark. Can you imagine how people looked at Noah while he was building this ridiculously big ark? Have you ever been to the ark encounter in Kentucky? I mean, it is amazing. I mean, that was a big old boat, y'all. I mean, the, when I went and saw it, I just stood there and just stared at it for a few minutes. Just, I mean, just imagining one man and his family building this huge boat. I mean, tirelessly working on it while everybody else just watched and probably made jokes and probably laughed. And you realize that they were building it on dry ground, right? <laughs> I mean, even if they finished it, how were they going to get it to water? Well, don't you worry. God had it all figured out and all Noah had to do was trust him. So maybe you're like Noah. Or maybe you're like Lot. You're saved and you were living a good, clean, righteous life and you find that you've taken yourself somewhere that God never wanted you to be, and he's trying to get you out of there. I mean, it's hard to change. Just ask Miss Lot. But let's back up a second. We first see Lot in Genesis 11 when he was with Terah, which is Abraham's father, and Abraham. And they were leaving their home in the Ur of the Chaldees, and they were going to Canaan, and they settled in a place called Haran. And then after Abraham's father dies, the Lord comes to Abraham in chapter 12, verse 1, and says, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed." And then in verse 4, we see that Abraham, at the time, he was named Abram, he did exactly what God said, and he left, and guess who went with him? Lot. So we see Lot travel everywhere with Abraham, and Lot sees how the Lord takes care of Abraham and how Abraham follows the Lord, but then we see in chapter 13 that they had too much stuff between them, and they had to separate Ugh, why not just get rid of some stuff? We just hold on to our stuff, don't we? I mean, stuff has taken over a lot of lives. But Abraham and Lot had too much stuff. They had to separate. And for the first time, Lot goes out on his own 
And this is how he makes his decision which way he'll go. Chapter 13, verse 10 says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Oh, it was so appealing to the eyes. Then in verse 12, it tells you that Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. So at first, he's just pitching his tent toward Sodom. Warren Wearsby said, God sends trials to bring out the best in people, and Satan sends temptations to bring out the worst in people. Oh, you better believe the ways of the world are a temptation and nothing good will ever come from partaking in them. Just ask Mrs. Lot. So fast forward to chapter 19 of Genesis and God, for the sake of Abraham, sent two angels into the city of Sodom because that's now where Lot and his family are living. So first, he's living with a godly man named Abraham. Then he separates from Abraham and he pitches his tent toward Sodom. And now we find him in chapter 19, living in Sodom. And God is about to destroy this city. And he sends two angels in one night to get Lot and his family out. And they tell him um, that they're about to destroy this place. Get out of it. You and all your family. Well, guess what Lot does? He spends the night there. If you don't believe me, go read verse 15. How ridiculous is that? If somebody came to my door and told me that they were about to destroy my town and all the people in it, I think I'd go get everyone that would come with me and we would leave ASAP. Did you notice that because of the type of man Noah was, his family followed him? I mean, they built this ridiculously big boat. But because of the type of man that Lot was, his family didn't believe him and they did not follow him. So verse 16 says, And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. I mean, he's just hanging out in the city that's about to be destroyed. The angels literally had to drag him. And only the family that was still living in his house are the only ones that went. His daughters and son-in-laws they that had already moved out of his house, they stayed. So Lot, Mrs. Lot, and their two younger daughters were drug out of the city. Did you see that in verse 13? The Lord being, or verse 16, the Lord being merciful unto him. The Lord had pity on him. And did you know that this wasn't the first time that God drug Lot out of Sodom? <laughs> Back in chapter 14, Lot had been taken as a prisoner of war out of Sodom, and then he was rescued by Abraham. And guess what? He went right back into Sodom. He had a chance to get out, and he went right back in. So this is actually rescue number two for him. So the angels have drug him out, and they gave him strict instructions not to look behind them. They said, just go, get out of here, do not look back. But Miss Lot loved Sodom so much, she had to look back and see what was happening. And she was turned into a pillar of salt. So Lot lost his wife, his older married daughters, and his sons-in-law. All because when given the choice, he chose the pretty path right into the world. The Bible says in 2 Peter 2, 6-8, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. So Sodom and Gomorrah is an example to those that are living ungodly. 
Verse 7 says, And delivered just Lot. Lot was a just man. And it says, He was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So does that sound more like you? Has God rescued you out of the world just for you to go running back to it? Has he pleaded with you to take a different path and yet you find yourself right back in the mix? Nothing good will come from living in the world. Just ask Miss Lot. So how do you greet change? With welcome arms like it's the grace and mercy of God or do you run from it kicking and screaming no matter the consequences? Is there something that God's wanting you to change in 2024? Is there something he's been convicting your heart about? Well, give up the resistance. Give in. You will be so much happier in the will of God. Luke 17, 32 challenges us to remember Lot's wife. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.